A rural McLean County school district has a lot of work to do to get its high school and middle school reopened after a fire. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day for Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Ryan Denham and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington with four airlines for business and leisure travel. Flying Sierra offers a nearby location for departures and arrivals that includes free parking. More information at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with an update on the fire that damaged the Olympia High School and Middle School building in western McLean County last week. Here's WGLT's Eric Stock. Students at Olympia High School and Middle School in rural Stanford are taking classes remotely all week as crews clean up after last week's fire. Superintendent Laura O'Donnell says it's not clear when the school will be ready for students to return. She says parents have been understanding. They know that our priorities are getting the kids back into their classrooms as quickly as possible, so we're really at the mercy of the restoration company and how fast they can can work through this building. O'Donnell says the restoration crews have to do a deep cleaning and get rid of the smoky smell throughout the building. The high school gym has had several renovations in the last few years. Now O'Donnell says it has water damage and will be closed until fall. It has been updated um, recently and yeah it was in really good shape so this is, is not great but at least our classrooms aren't impacted and hopefully that will facilitate or accelerate the process of getting us back in the building. The gym is below the solar panels that caught fire on the roof last Thursday. Donald says the district will assess what kind of safety improvements it can make, but she says solar panel fires appear to be very rare. We also know that there's some new, newer technology um, that we will be looking into that may um, help with with some malfunctioning panels and, and identifying those early. So that's something that we're looking at. Olympia has mobile hotspots for families that lack reliable internet service. And as it did during the pandemic, the district has parked school buses with the Wi-Fi throughout the community. Superintendent O'Donnell says the cost of the damage is still not known. For the leadoff, I'm Eric Stock. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Bloomington Mayor Mboko Milamwe and other municipal leaders are expected to testify today in front of the Illinois House's Cities and Villages Committee. That's about the state decreasing local share of a revenue source known as the Local Government Distributive Fund. The nonprofit No Kill Dog Rescue Wishbone is making plans for a new permanent home in West Normal at the site of the former Kruger Animal Hospital. That plan goes before the Normal Zoning Board of Appeals on Thursday. Illinois Senate Republicans are proposing a series of measures they say will increase business in Illinois. One of the proposals would allow businesses that stay each year to get a tax credit. And two newly elected justices of the Illinois Supreme Court have declined to recuse themselves from a case challenging the state's recently passed ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. McLean County Sheriff Matt Lane says he's confident that a new labor agreement and other incentives will help the county jail attract and retain corrections officers. McLean County is housing more than 50 inmates every day in LaSalle County because of a jail staffing shortage. The new contract that the county board has approved includes annual pay raises of between 3 and 5 percent. Correction staff can also get new recruiting and retention bonuses. Lane tells WGLT's Eric Stock it will likely be several more months before the jail can get back to proper staffing levels so it no longer has to send inmates elsewhere. We are down 24, um, not counting the six I just hired. Uh, So 
but I, I can't count them as being on the floor until they're trained. It takes eight, eight to 12 weeks to train someone. And then within the next year, I have to send them to an eight week training academy so that they're certified within a year of their hire date. So I still have all that to go through. The incentives that uh, have been proposed to help recruit more officers, why do you feel they're needed? What kind of impact do you think they'll have? Well, you know, we you, there have been lulls in hiring and, and times when there's been several people leave over the course of six months and you you come back from that this this hasn't we haven't come back from this yet we had to bring out some things we've never done before um and i think with what we've done i think we can we can bounce back but it's just going to take a while we're so far down now that it's not going to be you know just a few months or a month it's going to be you know three months six months maybe nine to get back to, to full staff is this a problem jails everywhere are having in a lot of jails, a lot of jails in, in Illinois, particularly. Um, I know there are some jails that have as many as 100 inmates that are being housed out of county um, or have been in, in the recent past. And, you know, so we're, we're trying to keep it a, as low of a number as we can to save money, to make sure we take care of our business and also give our people a break uh, so they can get some sleep at night, spend a little time with family in between shifts. Is this a workforce problem that is plaguing everyone across the state, or are there more specific factors? There are a lot of industries that are struggling to hire people. I think it's a, a general workforce problem. Um, there, there is that, and there's also the fact that this is not an office job. It's not a 9-to-5 job. You come in, it's a shift work job. You need to be able to work midnight shift and second shift uh, days. There is overtime required. So it's not uh, – it's it's – not everybody's cup of tea. You gotta find the right people that wanna deal with, with these people with problems that need help and need to be washed over. Is there an expectation that if the no cash bail becomes fully implemented once the Supreme Court hears the case and if they do go along with it as a legal constitutional measure, do you anticipate jail population will shrink? I do. Um, I think it will shrink, but not as much as what others think it will shrink. I think maybe a 10 or 20 percent decrease. Um, I don't, honestly, Eric, nobody knows. Nobody can, you know, I've asked the experts. Nobody has a good guess, to be honest with you. I I think it will be uh, less than most places because since COVID and even after, um, our county has made a big effort not to house nonviolent people um, that show up for court. You know, if they're if they're good about showing up and and making sure they're here for their court dates, the the judges usually uh, let them go or set a low bond. And lastly, you look at higher part-time corrections officers. Is that for the first time? Yes, that's for the first time ever. Um, it took a little while. We needed to get that through um, the union members, the contract uh, negotiators, the, who were all for it. Um, it'll help take some heat and and extra hours off of their people. Um, union members get first choice on any any shifts that are open um, and then part-timers get a call after that if no one volunteers so I think it'll be good for the full-timers and the part-timers how many part-timers would you hire if you could if I could I would like to start off with about a half a dozen six six or eight um, and see how that goes it's like I say it's new to us we've never done it before Um, I would like to see how those those folks do and how much they're able to absorb of of the work that we need done. 
Where do you think you would find them? Would they perhaps be corrections officers in other counties and they're perhaps shuttling between counties or do you find them from other industries? We could find them both places. Um, we're hoping that maybe a few retirees may want to come back and do some, some part-time work. Um, we can train people from scratch. You don't have to have any experience. Um, 18 years or older. Um, so we, we can do either one. And we can, we can train people to do it, and we can get them um, certified to work on the floor. How come they're not included in the uh, collective bargaining agreement? Um, you know, it, it wasn't ever... Um, debated they're not they they aren't part of the union we actually we might be able to um i think it might be a little bit more of a flexible relationship um where they're not mandated to pick up the phone if we call um but and they are not mandated to come in if they're given the option um, it's meant to, so we're trying to ease into it. If the union decides they want to do that, they can, they have that option to try to, to try to make that happen. Um, or if we think it's better, we could try that. But I think right now we need to see how many, how many we could, how much interest we have and how much availability those folks with interest have. That was McLean County Sheriff Matt Lane speaking with WGLT's Eric Stock. Lane says the new contract puts the starting salary for corrections officers at just over $50,000. Before we let you go, the Bloomington Public Library's board meets tonight at 5.30 at BPD's Osborne Room. On the agenda is approval of salary ranges for non-union employees and a merit pay increase for the library's director. And that's it for today. I'm Ryan Denham. The show is produced by Colin Winkleman. You can subscribe to the Leadoff Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.